Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the HR Grapevine podcast. This week we are talking hiring and in fact I have a fantastic guest joining me today. Uh, His name is Raj Mukherjee and he is a technology executive and board director at Indeed.com, a name that you are probably very familiar with. But we're going to be talking about the state of play in hiring at the moment and also some of the really amazing things that are happening over at Indeed and they are doing some amazing work so we'll definitely be delving into that. So without further ado let's get into the conversation. Hi, everyone. I'm Raj Mukherjee. I'm the GM and EVP of our employer business at Indeed. I've been with Indeed now close to almost seven years, Um, seen the company grow from what was a much smaller company to a larger company now that serves job seekers and employers all across the world. And prior to Indeed, I was at several companies that some of you probably know about, uh, Microsoft, Google, and also GoDaddy. And at GoDaddy, I actually was part of the team that took the company public. Um, So again, long history, I guess. I'm dating myself right now. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. This is a really interesting conversation. So I'm going to dive in with the first question for you. And that is, how, in your view, has hiring changed in recent years? And, And what do you think are the key trends that we're seeing out there at the moment? You know, Karan, this is so interesting like the last few years have been anything but normal right Mm -hmm. the world of work has around us has just changed dramatically and that is showing itself in so many ways like let's start with the when covid happened almost overnight the demand for certain roles like driving logistics healthcare they soared to all-time highs and we noticed that like all of these e-commerce companies were hiring drivers and logistics people and whatnot and so that has changed. Now, obviously, we are in a post-COVID environment. But one of the things that has dramatically shifted is people's interest in working remotely. Mm-hmm. So prior to COVID, like, again, uh, like, look, I mean, the reality was uh, very few people were working remotely. Very few jobs were considered remote jobs. But today, 16% of UK jobs, they state hybrid working as an option. That's a big deal. It's a huge change from where we were a couple of years back. It seems like that is, to a certain extent, um, something that businesses are having to provide, whether they kind of like it or not, due to that talent market. I mean, would you say that that's the case? Absolutely, that is the case. And again, there are people on both sides of the camps here. Some people who believe that remote work isn't as valuable or as productive, and some people who believe that's the future. Uh, there is no winning here. We can't say that one is better than the other with definitive confidence. Uh, but I do feel like, look, I mean, um, from my perspective, people need options. And also the remote work is enabling a lot of people to come to the workforce who otherwise may not be able to come to. So it's also expands the labor pool at a time when genuinely there is a constraint in our overall labor market. There are pockets where the supply of job seekers or supply of employees, future employees, isn't quite there. And so it's really important for companies to recognize 
remote work is a benefit that many employees would want and the genie is out of the bottle. So would you say then that the the market that we find ourselves in has fundamentally changed what the process of hiring actually looks like? Yes, it is it is true. The process of hiring, I mean again, starting with fundamentally where, where we are going, like I actually feel people are way more open-minded about changes that they want in the world of hiring. However, the world of hiring still, it's still not leapfrogged into where it needs to be. And if you think about the world around us having changed dramatically, hiring hasn't evolved so quickly. Too many organizations today are stuck using practices that are too complex, they're deeply inefficient, and waste too much time. And that's where we believe employers need help. I mean, in the UK, I'll give you two barriers that employers are facing. 52% businesses say they get mismatched candidates, and that's their biggest barrier to hiring. 43% say it takes them a long time to hire, far longer than they wanted. And this part is really important. Whether you're a small business or a large business, hiring is at the heart of your business. You're hiring people so that you can grow your business, increase your profitability. And at that point in time, if you are unable to do it, and it takes you months and months to hire, it's definitely going to impact your business. And everyone in the hiring industry understands that. There's also another part that's happened due to economic uncertainty in the last six months. We've seen, in many cases, layoffs happen in the TA department or in the HR department. And that's as unfortunate as that is, it also means the people who are still left, they have to do more with less. Mm-hmm. That's where Indeed needs to come in. Like we fundamentally believe that our approach to how we are going to solve this, we're, pivot, we're really going from what I would call a job search engine, a job platform, to now a hiring platform, an end-to-end matching and hiring platform. Mm-hmm. And that's an evolution, that the journey that we are on, that we believe will really help all recruiters, all employers all across the world. So, Raj, I mean, one of the, you know, in the introduction, you were talking about the experience that you've had over the years in your career. And obviously, it's it's amazing. You've been at some really amazing places through some really kind of fundamental changes. Do you think that the changes that we're seeing currently, are they brand new? I, I mean, is this, are we in a situation now that we've never been in before? Are we in uncharted territory currently? You know, we work with millions of employers across the world. And one of the things we constantly hear from them, every single one of them, like truly, they're saying, hey, you know, get me closer to the hire. Actually help me make the hire. That's what I really want from mm-hmm. Indeed or any any technology platform. I really want that. And that's the thesis of what we are building on. Like We believe we have this unique opportunity. And so... Our goal is to make that hiring process significantly more efficient. And that would require us to, in many cases, automate some of the drudgery out of hiring. Mm -hmm. And why are we doing this? Like the fundamental question, if you think about it, like why are we trying to even get there? Well, the goal ultimately is to make that magic happen between two humans who are trying to connect. Mm -hmm. That's really what hiring is about. It's about two human beings who want to talk to each other in some fashion, whether it be through a technology platform or in face-to-face. 
How do you make that happen much faster in a way that they want rather than get in the way? And I do believe technology as it stands today has gotten in the way in some cases. And our job is to really solve that. Mm, That's really interesting because in other ways, you know, technology is really um, revolutionized maybe for the better hiring. But it's interesting that also you're saying that, you know, technology has has serious pitfalls in the current kind of process to match a candidate with a business. Absolutely. I mean, Indeed's goal is to change the way millions of organizations hire people. And we are on our way. I mean, it's going. To, this is not a one and done conversation. It's going to take us a long time, right? So we all know that behaviors and habits take time to change. And we will have to work with employers to, over time, help them see the value that Indeed is providing such that they trust us. And that's really the foundation of everything we are doing. We're trying to build trust that, hey, as we evolve into this hiring and matching platform, you are going to be able to trust us to deliver the hire that you need. Mm-hmm. And there's also another very important aspect as part of this, which is how we capture from a business model perspective, the value we deliver. In the, I mean, Indeed was the first company which came out with this concept of pay for performance in the HR industry. Uh, or the TA industry. And we basically said, hey, you know, you don't have to pay for a job post. You can pay per click. Mm -hmm. And we believe that worked well for employers and for us and for job seekers. But the future, it needs to get closer to the hire where we are going to lead the shift and get even closer where we deliver or pay per qualified apply and -hmm. do that globally over time. So we've talked about some of the some of the key challenges. Obviously, we're in a difficult hiring market. Mm-hmm. Budgets are, are tighter than they than they probably have been for quite a while. What are some of the other key challenges that businesses are facing when trying to source a great, you know, a great talent pool? You know, we actually recently did a survey of. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of data internally, just to start mm-hmm. with that. Uh, but also, we want to hear from our customers, and so we did a survey with both US and UK employers, all sizes of employers. And one of the big takeaways was around these top barriers to hiring. We found these are not surprises for us because we internally also see this data. The time it takes to hire is a big barrier. Mm -hmm. And 43% of employers say that. Poor quality of candidates. So oftentimes that's what you will call as a poor match. That is something that employers really face as a barrier. Of course, employers are not working in isolation. They're working to hire in a competitive hiring market. Some pockets of the labor market are intensely competitive. And so competition from other companies also ranks as one of the big barriers. Mm-hmm. Other one, interestingly, while they're saying they're not happy with the quality of candidates, many cases, they're also not happy with the quantity of candidates. And this ties to the labor market's tightness. And then finally, you know, I mean, I genuinely feel that TA department works in many cases with shoestrings. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not oftentimes given all the budget they need or the technology they need to really be successful. And lack of people resources to manage the hiring process is another big barrier. And we, we genuinely want to solve this problem. Uh, all of these barriers, of course, in some ways simplify hiring to the point where it's so easy to hire that people are like, yeah, this is absolutely the right way to do it. And they don't have to worry about these barriers that we're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so is it that 
the time it takes to hire is longer now than ever before? Or is it that organizations just don't have the time that maybe they used to to source talent at the moment? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a really, really good question. Um, the cumulative effect of these barriers is hiring simply takes too long mm-hmm. and it remains inefficient. Like that's just, if, you, if you're looking for a headline statement, it just takes too long. Mm-hmm. And, it, and we need to solve that. And there are cost implications, like real cost implications. 57% of UK employers have experienced financial loss as a result of open job rules. Shouldn't be a surprise, right? Mm-hmm. Each of these job roles were open as a part of a business case. And so when ultimately you cannot hire the person that is needed, you are either creating more challenges for the existing employees who have to work harder to deliver, or you're just not getting things done. And so that's where it leads to this financial loss that we are experiencing from an employer perspective. So it also leads to a poor experience for job seekers. And in many ways, why that is the case, like it's, it's not that every pocket of the industry is equally competitive from a job seeker and an employer perspective. So in some pockets where you have oversupply of job seekers, they oftentimes don't hear back from employers. And so that's what we call the black hole. Like you apply to several jobs and you never hear back from employers. Mm-hmm. And so that also needs to be solved as part of this overall thinking. Because one of the key things that uh, I just want to reiterate, like Indeed is it's first and foremost a company that prides itself in job seeker first. And we say that we help people get jobs. We cannot obviously be able to successfully deliver against that mission without employers helping us deliver. And so we are in some ways beholden to both job seekers and employers figuring out like, hey, connections on the Indeed platform lead to better outcomes for us. And that will lead ultimately to both of us deciding this is the perfect match and someone getting hired and someone hiring someone. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's, that's really what we're doing. And one of the stats, I mean, I, I hope this doesn't come across as bragging, but truly, I mean, this is a stat that makes me really happy. Uh, Indeed, currently help employers make 23 hires per minute, which is more than double the rate that it was three years ago. Mm-hmm. And that is a success. Like that's, to me, that is where we are really helping people get jobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that obviously speaks to cutting down that, that really long and laborious process that is both impacting the client and the business. Yeah. And, and I mean, there are many other things, Kiran, that we are doing in the space. Like, for example, we introduced video interviews during the pandemic. I guess, again, people couldn't meet face-to-face, right? So mm-hmm. if they couldn't meet face-to-face, uh, they had to have some ways to interview. And we saw like an astonishing number, like 1,600% growth in, again, from a small base on video interviewing. And what the, and still continues. Like today, we, have, we offer both video and phone interviewing, and people prefer to use that. And why do I mention that? That actually leads to a faster, faster time to hire. Because, you know, oftentimes, there is real barriers for people to meet face-to-face. Mm-hmm. They, may be, they may not be in the same city, they may, and somebody is relocating, let's say, to another city. And so they're like, okay, I can hop on a call with you, or I can do a video call with you, because video obviously also allows you to view the person but I can't really meet you face to face. And so how do we remove these barriers that in, in, a, in some ways only technology can remove yeah. and make that human connection, that magic happen? 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the other things that we've kind of uh, talked a tiny bit around in this conversation is that feeling of right fit, right? Yes. I mean, the, the the in the ideal situation in a hire is that both the candidate and the employer feel like they've made the right choice and they're happy, you know, to, to work together. So I'm wondering about that quality of hire. Have organizations had to, in recent years, due to the challenges in the market, kind of reassess what they consider a successful hire actually looks like? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a, we can talk about this topic for hours and hours. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, look, for, for over 90% of companies want, in, the, in our case, they still categorize us as a job site, so a job site that connects them to quality candidates. And that's just the expectation like they have. And the way we think about qualities, it's ensuring both employers and job seekers have the right information to make a good match. And it's information transparency. It's asking job seekers and employers about what their preferences are. And everything we are doing in the hiring and matching platform is about asking those questions, understanding those questions, looking at the behaviors they exhibit. So if a job seeker comes in, they're searching for stuff. And when they're searching, that actually tells us about their preferences. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a job in London or in certain locations in London. Uh, we ask the question what their salary preferences are. All of these things help us understand what is it this, that this job seeker is looking for. And the same story on the employer side. We ask them questions around deal breakers. So it might be like, hey, you, know, what, you want to hire a software engineer and you need five years of Java experience for this person to be hired. We ask that as a question such that, and we enable the employer to understand that these are kinds of questions they can ask for this job because in some cases, employers actually don't know what to ask either. Mm-hmm. So guiding them through our technology and enabling them to understand these are the kind of questions that will really help you match with the candidates better. That's what we are helping. And so mm-hmm. matching by definition, I mean, this is a topic that, honestly deserves its own hour, I would say. Of course. Uh, and I'm happy to come back and talk about it. Uh, but broadly, we do feel that is what is at the heart of everything we do. Like As a matching and hiring platform, matching is at the center of how we are enabling a job seeker and the employer to see value in each other. Mm-hmm. And again, make that human magic happen. Because we, again, at the end of the day, technology is at the service of the human. It shouldn't be the other way around. And I think we have in some ways created this weird situation where there's too much technology and not enough human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and, that, and the last thing I'll leave you with, like this is actually really, really important because it ties to the question you asked. Uh, in, in the US, fewer companies are now requiring degrees than before. And employers in the UK are also showing similar behavior. And that's really important because it's changing fundamentally this labor market that we have now, which is tight in certain spots. It's changing the behavior that people have and their definition of quality. What used to be quality in the past is evolving as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I guess that that brings me on logically to another question, which I think you alluded to a little bit there. Um, but I'd like to dig into a tiny bit more. And that is how we benchmark what a good hire looks like in 2023. So maybe you could tell me a bit about that and your perspective on it. Yeah, you know, I mean. Uh, as they say, quality is in the eye of the beholder. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in this case, value of the employer, right? It's actually both sides. I mean, it, it, again, uh, if you think about from an employer perspective, they don't want a demotivated job seeker either. They want someone who's excited about the company, who understands the value that the company brings in, the culture of the company, what this company stands for. And that's where the magic of humans come in. Like from a standpoint of an employer, we really think the benchmarking starts by considering things that they are able to share to the system. Like from a, the employer perspective, if I'm coming in and I'm sharing, hey, you know, uh, my company has these set of values. And that is in our, we have a company page, a product that we give for free, but there's also a paid version of it. But in a company page, you can articulate the company's values, the company's culture. Like, do you care about pay transparency or not? Like, these are really hot topics right now, both, both on both sides of the pond, right? So we really want to ensure that employers have the ability to share those things with future employees. And those determine whether they get the right candidates in the first place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's where, again, the benchmarking comes in. Of course, yeah, and 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 I guess the 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 other side of that coin, and we have to talk about it a bit because yeah. obviously it's hugely impactful. What about the companies who get this wrong? What's the cost of a bad hire? No, look, it's a fact that we won't always get this right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I mean, there will be mishires, and uh, even even when employers decide on what quality is, and they have gone through all the tools and technologies that help them. Unfortunately, not every hire will turn out to be successful. So mismatch, there are real consequences to the business. It's a loss of productivity, but there are also cost implications in having to replace this person. And it's also bad for the job seeker. They don't want to go and work for some company where they're going to be unhappy and demotivated. So when those things happen, I mean, again, 30% of UK companies say open positions cost them hundreds of thousands of pounds a year. Mm -hmm. They have to be diligent. And I, one of the things, actually, I'll talk very briefly about something that is we are uh, currently testing, um, this concept of structured interview questions. So as part of your interview, I mentioned video interviewing and phone interviewing. As part of your interviewing, one of the things we are guiding employers to are kinds of questions they can ask to evaluate a candidate. Mm-hmm. And again, we have seen this over and over because of the treasure trove of data that we have. We've been able to understand what kind of questions will work best to identify the good skills for this role. And so we are enabling employers in context to understand, hey, maybe this question will really help you. That That's really interesting because, um, because I think obviously, and based on what you've already said, a lot of businesses are really struggling here. So to, to actually have a partner who helps guide them in the you know how they'll get the best information uh how they'll kind of have the best conversations with candidates it is quite a unique thing i'm wondering what what are those topics what what do you suggest that people kind of raise to their people are, are there is it kind of very very specific to the candidate or are there general areas that people should be delving into there yeah i mean i i would say employers need to look at their entire hiring process holistically. And this is, again, for small companies and large companies. And I understand for large companies, the process is more complex oftentimes, uh, but they need, do need to look at it holistically and see how all of the different systems that they have fit in. And, they, uh, and the, this is where 
having a matching and hiring platform that sits at the heart of your hiring process and that connects, truly connects with the rest of your ecosystem, that is a powerful tool that you should adopt. And you should evaluate. I mean, I'm not just, this is not an indeed infomercial. Like we want to, <laughs> like genuinely, we want to be evaluated and we want to see if we can earn the business and the trust of employers. And part of it is also embracing new technologies. Like this is critical. Like when you adopt a matching and hiring platform, I just gave you an example of a in-context set of questions that you can see in a phone interview or a video interview. Okay, that requires you to use the platform to the fullest capacity. And so understanding and embracing the new technologies this will bring in, and that will require some new behavior development. And that is so critical. And think about, so that's on the highest level. If you think, like, look at the 30,000 feet, those two, those two things really matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at very tactically, like, if there are a couple of things, people are like, okay, what can I do today? Well, it starts with sharing information about your role very clearly. Getting the job description right is so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll give you my personal example. I, I have friends who come to me and they will show me job descriptions. And I, hey, am I a good fit for this job description? And these people have solid years of experience. They want to apply to this job, but they can't quite figure out if this job description is actually telling them they're a good fit or not. So job description is your, it's both a marketing material and an evaluation material. And you need to do it well. And indeed is building a lot of tools where we are going to be able to automate some of the, call it brass tacks of creating job descriptions. Mm-hmm. But we still need the employer to be able to express their thoughts as they create the job description. I would, I would recommend like, that's the first thing anyone can do is make their job description both appealing and truthful such that they get the right candidates. Fantastic. Well, I, I think that's pretty much all of my questions for you, Raj. So thank you so much. Really, really appreciate your time. It's been a really fascinating conversation. The pleasure is all mine, Karen. This has been really fantastic. Well, there you have it, my conversation with Raj and a massive, massive thank you to him for taking the time to have that chat. It was so enlightening and uh, he's just a really fantastic expert. So we'll have Raj back on the podcast very, very soon. And another huge thank you to our friends at Indeed for working with us to make this, this brilliant piece of content. Thank you so much. And to our audience, we'll see you very, very soon.